Good evening, everybody. It is Monday, this February 4th. February. February 4th. And uh, it's time for 10 Dozen Minutes with Jake and Mr. Skullhead. I'm Mr. Skullhead. Jake is going to be called right now. Hello. Hey, there you are. So, it's weird. Skype kept saying you were on a mobile device. Is a laptop I, uh, considered a mobile I went device? to make sure that I wasn't logged into Skype on my phone, <laughs> and in doing so, logged into Skype on my phone. Hmm. Um, so it's, uh, you know, I said this during one of our conference calls, but didn't get to share it with the, the public. Remember when we were kids, and we were imagining what the future was going to be like? Yeah. So imagine that I went back now i me now goes back and talks to to my my 13 year old self who uh you know say enjoys talking to his friends on the phone and i said hey 13 year old version of me and the 13 year old version of me would say uh yes yes old man version of me Uh, and i would say you know that thing that you like doing uh, where you you know you just like sort of pick up the phone and then you hit some numbers and then you're talking to somebody and there's relatively little delay in the propagation of the audio signal and you know since since it's like somebody across the room it doesn't cost anything across the room okay. also stop calling people that are in the house this is not a horror movie um you know it's across town so it doesn't cost anything and uh and you know it just works like you can talk to somebody for like you know it's for hours and and it's fine uh that is going to be just fucking beyond the ken of mortal man 20 years from now You'll, be like, like, you'll still be able to do that, but it will be a giant pain in the ass. And sometimes you you won't be able to at all. Kind of like right now, when I've just lost the ability to uh, hear and you. And so, Sorry. The, the, when, when we were doing like some sort of conference call when it was like just me and and hot stuff and cd moyer like what maybe it was a word realms one when everybody else was sick or out of town or something uh we just decided to use skype because neither hot stuffs nor my phone works worth a shit in the office anymore and so now i have skype on my phone and so every once in a while so i don't know when i don't remember when it was that i was on uh cole and cole ross and gary butterfield's bonfireside chat podcast an undead favorite uh, but it was it was many many days ago. But yesterday, I suddenly my phone vibrated, and it was a message on Skype from Cole saying, "Hey man, you ready?" Oh, which was presumably sent by him before we recorded the show on Skype. But I don't know. The messages from Skype, the notifications from Skype, come in sometimes on both my computer and my phone. This didn't happen before. Emily ruined my computer by logging into her Skype account, thus making it so my old Skype account can never be logged into again. Because when I had two different accounts, and that was just because I couldn't log into my real Skype account on my phone when it came time to use that. Yeah, man. Fucking phones. Fucking just talking to people. Bullshit. Bullshit is what it is. Like, you trade the ability to... Talk to somebody for an hour with awesome call quality for the freedom of being able to leave your house while you're doing it, I suppose. But it's not, it is true that 
our phones keep getting worse and worse at being phones, the better they get at being other things. Mm-hmm. But I think, yeah, I don't know. The the new so Riff and I both have way worse problems in the office than Hot Stuff does, and I think that's because we upgraded. We got one uh, upgrade cycle out of sync with Hot Stuff. It's because at some point he lost his phone and had to buy a new one. Huh. Um, and so he gets every other one, and we get every other one just on the normal like this is when you get your free upgrade, and by free I mean two hundred dollars or whatever. Uh, but yeah, I don't know. Something about the something about the improvements just keep making things worse. I think uh, I want to go back to a Nokia candy bar phone. Probably. I was very resistant for a long time to like. I used that same shitty little flip phone for many years because the fancier a phone I got, the less battery life it had. Right. And I wasn't I wasn't willing to like charge my phone multiple times per day, and that was back when I still used the phone a lot. Hmm. Yeah, but sidekick. I was looking through my old uh, I was looking through an old network drive, and I found a directory full of pictures entitled "Sidekick" that I took with the phone on that Sidekick. Remember the Sidekick? Were they great remember pictures? How was the camera on the Sidekick? I don't remember. Oh, it was fucking. It was terrible. Hmm. It was terrible. It was like. It was like a screen capture. What they reminded me of was I also I found some photos that were screen captures of a of a TV tuner card that yeah. I had gotten in like say nineteen ninety eight, and so it was basically like a screen capture of a you know three hundred by three hundred pixel television image. Hmm. That was uh, when cameras first got into phones. That's what bugged me about that whole. Like it, it seemed so unnecessary, and then the fact that they were like these three twenty by four eighty cameras only made that more true. You'd say, "Hey, we're all out for the evening. Somebody should grab a picture," and everyone's like, "Oh, dude, I got my phone!" And so you end up with a bunch of postage stamp sized grainy ass pictures. Like now, the the camera in my phone is officially better than the point and shoot I had. So, so that's fine. Yeah, I think that became true. Like, when I first decided to get a digital camera, it was, like, when I had moved to Phoenix and had my first grown-up job. So I think I spent, like, 300 bucks on a digital camera mm. in in the year 2000. And it remained a pretty good digital camera for four or five years. Yeah. You know. Um, but I think the one in my phone is probably slightly nicer than that one now. I mean, it doesn't have... It doesn't have a lot of the actual photographer features that that had although i think the main feature that an actual photographer wants is interchangeable lenses and so if it doesn't have that it's not a real camera right but but i say fuck you and your interchangeable lenses oh. and fuck you for coming up too fast and getting the lenses hey what happened when Gollum uh came up from a dive too fast he got, he got them, the Benzes. He got the Mercedes Benz. Um, that's what happens when the stripper comes up too fast. And I guess it doesn't happen if you dive. That was a weird thing to think about. Like, those guys that just take a breath and then dive down deeper than you're supposed to be able to survive. Right. They can come up really, really fast without getting the Benz because they didn't breathe while they were down there. Wow. 
So that just like, goes so, to show that breathing sucks. Yeah, you shouldn't do it anywhere other than right before you jump into a giant deep pool. Okay. It's one of those things like, I guess I can understand why somebody would want to do that. Right. You know, just the like, I'm going to dive until I almost lose consciousness from the pressure and then hope that I have the presence of mind to to pull this cord and release the, the, the weights and get back up before I die of hypoxia. You can uh, understand that feeling? Well, I guess I can understand why somebody would want to, like, do something that was difficult and dangerous and impressive. Okay, I dig that. You know, like, I... I was, I was looking the other day. I was reading about Mount Kilimanjaro, and given given the stuff that I have done in the past, I am pretty confident that I could climb Mount Kilimanjaro. Hmm. And I kind of want to. I don't think I have a sense of how big Mount Kilimanjaro is. It is not crazy. Like, the, there are a lot of people that do it without oxygen. Uh-huh. Um, you you have to take some oxygen in case you get really bad altitude sickness. Um, and I don't know how much of it is, but but that's that's the primary concern with it, right? Like there is there is less elevation gain to climb Mount Kilimanjaro than there was to do the the Rainier Trail that we did. So it's like I know that if I get ready for it for a couple of months, I will be in good enough shape to be able to do it. Uh-huh. Um, you got to carry way less shit because it's not actually that long to the summit. Um, I think you might only sleep once on it, but the the part of it that's tricky is being up really high, and so a lot of people just like f- freak out and suddenly get dizzy, and you need some cocaine apparently to combat the altitude sickness. Is there anything or that just cocaine a, or a tank do. of oxygen? Man. No, there's really not. Not that I've found. Um, but the the elevation we were. When we did the hike that we did in, uh, in, in Colorado, we were at or near that elevation for significant periods of time, and apparently I don't get particularly bad elevation sickness, or huh. altitude sickness. It's because you're tall. So, you think that's it? So you're starting out, and you're kind of used to it. I grew, I, you know, I grew up in, the, in, in, in Arizona's mile-high city. Right, right. And so did you. Maybe you'd be able to handle extremely high elevations without getting sick. Hmm. None of us in our party got sick. We we were all like, "Why the fuck?" In spite of the fact that we were not in this bad a shape yesterday, are we in this bad a shape today? And it's just because there is like fifteen percent as much oxygen in the air as you're accustomed to. Huh. Um, but you know, you just go slow. Go slow, breathe fast. That's what you do. So I can understand why somebody would want to do these dives right like the idea of going deeper than anybody 30 years ago had ever been unaided that like seems like you're accomplishing something i guess yeah but i mean either way you're accomplishing something you're going to be the uh cautionary tale on tonight's news or you're going to be in the record books yeah absolutely like it's kind of like you you watch those videos of those guys in wingsuits and Jesus Christ that looks fun yeah it does but 
I'm pretty sure that I that I somewhere read a statistic that of the people who do that, half of them die doing it. <laughs> he died doing what he loved. Still died though. Yeah, he died trying something that he might have loved for the first time. <laughs> so yeah, that's that's what you do uh, with wingsuit. Deep getting the bend. That that came from me saying the benzes. Yep, that was a good uh, good tangent there. Skype. I overheard a thing uh, that was pretty funny today. Um, what did you overheard? I was at the grocery store. I went into the grocery store and I heard a guy. Uh, he was out in the parking lot and I and I thought. I, I just heard this from behind me and I thought, well, that's probably just like a crazy homeless guy because you know the train goes pretty close to here, so that's become a favorite of crazy homeless guys. Hmm. Um, this is the weird thing. So this this grocery store near the office that the office is in a fucking terrible neighborhood and my house is in a pretty nice neighborhood but the grocery store near my house it's like they've switched places so I have the like over here I have the like dingy bashes and over by the office there is like the nice you know everything is wood paneled Safeway with the olive bar you know dingy bashes would be a great name for a hobo yeah oh okay they call me dingy bashes. bashes. Yep. Yeah. Um, you know, which is fine because I, I, for the most part, don't go grocery shopping near my house. I only, I only, I make my own lunch. Somebody else makes my dinner. Thanks. I just like to buck tradition, you know. Um, but yeah, so what I, what I heard was a guy, and later on this guy revealed himself to be just like a sort of a dirtbag looking guy in his early 20s who had come to the store to use the little machine where poor people pay their bills. Yeah, yeah. Um, like people who can't be trusted to mail something. Uh, and to have this extremely loud phone conversation. And w what I heard of it was, uh, it, it was revealed later to be a conversation between him and his girlfriend about whether or not she was going to break up with him because of a recent infidelity, uh, which he... The initial thing I overheard was him describing this infidelity like this. I fucked her in the ass, and then I fucked her in the pussy, and then I made her suck the shit off my dick. That sounds like a tender encounter. Yeah. And I was thinking, like, was there so much shit on your dick after you fucked her in the ass that there was still... A bunch of shit on it after you fucked her in the pussy like enough that you would have to make her suck it off of it yeah that seems like there was not uh, ample and proper prep done for the, uh, the ass fucking or is it just the like you know after you wipe your your ass the reason that you wash your hands is because in your mind you have shit on your hands right you probably don't have any shit on your hands in a majority of cases but you might as well, just like you maybe don't have shit on your dick after you fuck her in the ass and then fuck her in the pussy, but you, you know, it's like you, you treat every gun as loaded. You treat every dick that might have shit on it as a dick that has shit on it. Or maybe because he gets off on the idea of there being shit on the dick, there, there's metaphorical shit for the purpose of his boner. Okay. I bet, uh, I bet the girl in question was a real prize. Yeah. 
That's what I have to imagine. It, maybe like a door prize at a swingers club? So do you... What, what kind of person decides to... Like, it was like the guy at the bank on his cell phone in line trying to, like, impress everybody with his wheeling and dealing or whatever, mm. you know? Like the business guy who's like, I'd better answer this call because I'm really important. Right. You know? Except it was just like a dirtbag having what I would argue is an inappropriate conversation to have, period. Right. But having it was like, the girl you know, on her period? Loud in a place where there were like kids around. Yeah. You know, and like everybody else around, everyone in the vicinity was made visibly uncomfortable by this dude. Mm. Why, what, what is the matter with that dude? And why can't he pay his bills on time? I mean, he seems pretty on the ball. You would think that he would be able to pay his bills on the, on, on, on the time. <laughs> yeah, I have no idea. I don't really condone being around people. I'm beginning to not either. You need to I've be in a place like this where there's... Lately. You need to be in a place like this where there's winter. And uh, everybody is being outside as little as possible. So they're not just uh, not just a bunch of shitheads out wandering around. I mean, right now there's summer where... You know, well, not right now. Right now, but where I live. There's summer yes. where people are outside as little as possible. People... I mean, people still, like... People still get shot in Phoenix in the summer. In Minneapolis in the winter, crime just kind of goes away. Because gangbangers are kind of like bears, it turns out. You know, what I want is to... I want to live in a place where... Like, basically the only people who are outside in Phoenix are people who are, like, on their way from a car to a building or dirtbags. Uh-huh. Right? Generally, if you're walking, and this was this was this was weird. I guess this is probably a, this is probably going to outrage somebody as a profiling thing. But uh, I remember asking my cop buddy after I got pulled over on my bike for like going going through a red light where there was not where it was like a T intersection and I wasn't actually crossing the road, you know, which is like technically against the law, but not actually dangerous. You know, but I got pulled over on the bike and kind of, you know, not, they just, they just like talked to me and then let me go. They didn't give me a ticket or they, you know, they didn't cite me or give me a warning or anything. And I asked, I asked my friend who's a cop, I'm like, you know, do you pull over a lot of people on bikes? And he said, yeah, all the time. He's like, were you riding on the wrong side of the road? And I said, no. And he said, well, cause I always pull people over for that because I had a buddy that got killed that way. So I'm super sensitive about people riding their bike on the wrong side of the road. But also, yes, you pull over anybody on a bike whenever they do anything wrong. Because if you are riding a bike in this town and you're not obviously like a guy in a skin tight Lance Armstrong suit. Right. You're probably you're probably riding your bike because you can't drive and you probably can't drive because there is some warrant out for you for something. So like. In general, if you are riding a bike in Phoenix, it is because you are a criminal. Huh. And that sucks. Right. You know, I don't I don't want that to be case. I don't want that to be the case. 
But I mean, it was a thing where like hot stuff had asked me after, you know, when we got into like biking to work, it's like, have you ever apart from us seen another just like normal looking person riding a bike? And the answer was no. It was always like, you know, guy with crazy Grizzly Adams beard and like saddlebags on the bike that were filled with grocery bags filled with garbage or, or, you know, just like guy smoking a cigarette while riding a BMX bike covered with tattoos and it's hard to tattoo a bike. It is. But yeah, I mean, generally, I don't ever see anybody else wearing a helmet. Yeah, that is something in my neighborhood I get looked at strangely. And once I get like a mile from my house, then you have lots of people who ride bikes because they choose to, not because they have to. Mm-hmm. And they tend to have the, have the helmets on. Man, what we get in our alley in the summer are, like, kids between, say, four and six years old riding up and down the alley ass-fast on their little bikes with no helmets and no parents in sight. Like, we don't even know where these kids live. It's like, I suppose that's what we all talk about is the ideal that we would like to get back to, but... I don't think, like, they're so young and it's so stupid and some of them are definitely going to get killed. Yeah, I mean, I guess, I don't know when... I don't think that I would have been allowed to ride my bike unattended, like, in town when I was six. No, but, like, I think... Like, ten. I mean, and ten, I mean, when yeah. we were kids, like, bike helmets just weren't really a thing, right? Like, that wasn't... Yeah. And kids died, but they weren't kids that we knew, I feel like. Like, I'm only, I'm still only kind of intellectually aware that the reason we wear helmets is that people die when they don't. Yeah, I mean, I I am guessing that those numbers are so small and the actual impact of the helmet is so slight that it, that it's not... Yeah, you know, it's like, it's a good idea, but it's not, or rather, it is a bad idea to not wear a helmet, but it's not that bad of an idea. Right. But like, I just, you know, it doesn't hurt anything to do it, so you might as well. Yeah. I mean, it's like, I see guys riding motorcycles with shorts, and that's stupid, but, you know, you're kind of fucked either way, so might as well not be boiling. I don't know. My dad always, my dad always wore a helmet. I think mostly just to, on on the motorcycle at least. He always made me wear a helmet on the motorcycle, and I think I think he probably just wore a helmet because he understood that it was a good idea and wanted me to. Yeah. Even though I mean, it, he said that like if you look at the data, really the difference is that if you wear a helmet, you get an open casket funeral. Right. Yeah. You know, and if you if you're really concerned with prolonging your life, you just don't ride a motorcycle. And probably you don't ride a bicycle in the city, either. Yeah, I, I would bet the bicycle's safer, but just because of the speeds involved, and because you're staying out of the flow of traffic. Oh. Yeah. Although I mean, it it depends, right? If if you're just riding your bicycle to 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 ride your bicycle for fun. 
then yeah, you just go somewhere where you can stay out of the flow of traffic. But like, it is pretty hard to get from place to place without having to like without having it. So the thing that you're supposed to do legally is just be a car. You know, you can't actually do that because like there are stoplights that will never get triggered uh-huh. if a bike is is in the middle of the lane at them. But like, yeah, I don't know. I remember my doctor making fun of me. Not really making fun of me, but just saying, like, man, I would not ride a bike in this city. Hmm. I wouldn't ride a bike in your city because falling on the pavement would can give you third-degree burns. Just don't fall down. Yeah. That's probably the way to go about it. I have been super lucky. Like, since I started riding a bike as an adult, I have not ever wrecked it. Oh, knock some wood on that. Yeah, I mean, I feel, I feel like, uh, yeah, at, at the point where it would have become really traumatic and tragic for me to wreck it, I, like, and I think, well, this is because I'm careful. I'm really good at riding a bike. But, like, I'm not fucking careful. I'm not paying attention at all. That's probably not true, but. Mm, I don't know. What are you going to do? Move somewhere where everybody walks, and so the number of crazy dirtbags are vastly outnumbered by the number of people who would probably come to your aid if a crazy dirtbag tried to murder you. Uh-huh. Yeah, maybe not. Was it, there was that David Cross routine talking about how walking around in New York you're always faced with the choice of whether you want to look at the craziest man in the world or the most beautiful woman in the world. Hmm. I'm guessing you don't want to take your eyes off the craziest man in the world. Mm. Lest he becomes it's the rough. craziest man putting his fist through your head. It's a real Sophie's choice. Yeah. Especially if the That's really pretty girl's name is Sophie. Right. Yeah. You're deciding which one of them is going to live. <laughs> but what if that crazy man turns out to be somebody who reincarnates as somebody who uh, cures cancer? Double win. Yeah. Or reincarnates back in time as somebody who kills Hitler. Yeah, who says that reincarnation has to has to go f- linearly? Yeah, but what if he was a shell shocked World War II vet, mm. and so reincarnating as the guy who kills Hitler made it so his initial incarnation never existed? Like that guy's Ouija board is going to be blank. Whoa, whoa, hold up now. I need to find uh, my my grandma had an original Ouija board. And I would really like to like one of the ones that was actually on a board, you know, not like a not like a piece of cardboard. Uh-huh. Um, and I would really like to find that so that I can like make it into a piece of wall art. Mm. You know, like cut it up and rearrange the letters into some. Is there like is there a sentence? Is there is there a thing that is like the go-to thing that is an anagram of the entire alphabet? Probably not, right? Using each letter only once. Ooh, that's tricky. Yeah, I don't think I don't think you could I don't think there are enough vowels. Mm-hmm. Could just use some of the letters. You know, like tart this shaint. Shart this taint. How tart How tart my shaint when I shart a taint. That, that's way too many T's. I wish that shame was a word. Uh, no, I'm talking trying. about. I'm thinking like using multiple Ouija boards for okay. the for the you raw materials. Yes and, you have yes and no and all the numbers. Yeah. So you could write like 
eat 395 dicks. Yes, you could. Um, you could you could just do, you could cheap out. The sentence could be something like, "I say," and then a list of letters. <laughs> this is arbitrarily long. Like the palindrome that's my girlfriend has a really weird name, M N whatever, Drew. Yeah. yeah, I think. Although I think I for for comedic impact, I prefer the one that's just like nonsense, 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 comma. But the second half is better. Ooh, that's nice. Yeah. What have you been up to, Mister Skullhead? What have I been up to? Been doing uh, a horror show, Hot Dog. So that's super fun. Watching the movies, make fun of them. Um, not well, like making fun of them if they need made fun of. Uh, what is recent social events? There have been very few recent social events. We since last week. Yeah, not a whole lot going on in the night household. I'm trying to. We went, I think we went and saw um, we went and saw like, movie forty three. I think which, I, uh, in your situation, I probably would have too. Yeah. In my situation, what situation is that? Well, the one that I used to be in, where we went to see movies all the time, and it, it didn't mm-hmm. require a bunch of prep. Yeah, I would totally have gone to see yeah, that. Yeah, no, I, I would not. I would not have spent a. Uh, this is your one movie for the year token on that. Right. Although I have not been going to very many movies recently, just because there hasn't been a lot of stuff that I want to see. Yeah. Um, so how, I, did, how was it? Well, so I I explicitly, based on the preview, very much wanted to see movie forty three. Because I I really, really like Liev Schreiber in a comic role. Okay. Um, and you never get to see that. So, I, it, it is another one of those cases where it is, it is a movie that is just getting panned, right? Critically, but it is not, in my estimation any dumber than a lot of other movies that came out and were dismissed as being kind of dumb, but not like my review of this is going to be a joke about how horrible it is, which just seems yeah. to be the, the oh, tactic a, there. It's, there's a lot of rage, a lot of like actual anger, which is strange. Yeah, and like being being really mean to the people that made the movie, right? Like, yeah, it's. I. I feel like it's like the Freddy got fingered situation to some extent, where it's like, sure, I get why this thing is not to everyone's tastes, and it's certainly not as good as Freddy got fingered in my mind, right? What Maybe this be? will finally knock that off everybody's list as the, when they are just trying to think of the worst movie ever made. Right. I guess it's more akin to the uh, Avatar: The Last Airbender problem. Where it's like, okay, I mean, this was not a great movie, but it was certainly not so bad that it's worth you saying all of these words about how bad it was. I mean, it read as, so I mean, they were basically trying to remake the Kentucky Fried movie, you know? Yeah. And Which is, a, to me, is a lofty goal. Like, that's a good, somebody should be trying to do that. And what, like, what I was wondering is, like, and I was thinking, like, well... So what if I had been my dad's age when 
the Kentucky Fried movie came out. But then I realized that I think that I am like 10 years older than my dad was when the Kentucky Fried movie came out. And that was, ah, that was depressing. Yeah, like you'd want to be like between, say, 15 and 23, right? Yeah, and I, and I think like, what would I have thought of the Kentucky Fried movie if I had been a, a middle-aged dude when it came out? Yeah. And, and I imagine like, I would not have been offended by it, you know? Like, I wasn't offended by this. The way that I'm sure, like, I could see if this was, if this movie was being panned by, like, the Christian Times movie review. Right. Or whatever. But, yeah, like, it it was not any cruder than, it was like, I would say it was less, like, it was less apt to be called racist than the Kentucky Fried movie. Uh-huh. Right, because the Kentucky Fried movie was a little daring in that regard, and this this played it super safe. Like, oh, this is a joke about how black people are really good at basketball and have big dicks, and we're going to make that joke over and over again for one of the skits. It you know it, it read like a collection of funny or die videos, uh-huh. and I think it's weird. Like, it weirded a lot of people out because the cast is so amazing. Yeah, but I read a thing that said he basically, like he he was one of the guys who did like Dumb and Dumber and all those, right? Peter Farrelly. Yeah, it was one of, one so, of the Farrellys. Yeah, it was like him and two other people listed as the. So he knew a whole huge bunch of actors, and he would pitch them the thing and send them a script of the sketch he wanted them to do, and they would all say, "Oh, you know, I I don't have a hold of my schedule for this right now. So sorry." And he would go, "Oh, no problem. We'll totally wait." And then he just kind of stalked people across four years until he could finally get them to do it. He actually moved the production for, for uh, was it Richard Gere, maybe? Insisted yeah. that, that he would only do his if they filmed it in New York instead of L.A., and so they did. So it seems like people were doing their best to get out of it. But uh, Well, up until of, the point you know, of not doing it. Right, so whose fault sure. is that? No, I, I gather they, they did record. it because they didn't want to hurt his feelings, you know? Uh, yeah. I've never, I haven't I seen know. the movie, though, so I, you know. Yeah, I mean, it is... So, so like, the the first sketch, the first, like, scene in the movie is... I mean, the whole thing is, is like, uh, it's Dennis Quaid pitching a movie to Greg Kinnear. And the whole thing is interspersed with this scene. And, you know, it eventually is, like, Greg Kinnear's like, this is garbage. We're not making this movie. And then Dennis Quaid pulls out a gun, and then so then it goes on from there, right? Yeah. So it's like movie pitch hostage situation. I really like Greg Kinnear. Anyway, the first sketch is uh, Kate Winslet goes on a blind date, and she can't figure out, like, well, why is this guy still single? And it turns out it's because even though he's, like, rich and smart and awesome and is Hugh Jackman... He has, like, a nutsack on his neck. Right. And so there's just balls on his neck the whole time, and nobody else notices them. And so the, the, the gag is that, you know, he has balls on his neck. Right? And it just goes, you know, it goes on the way that it would. Sure. You know, oh, you gotta, let me get a picture of you with my baby. And there's just balls draped on this baby's head. And it's like, ew, balls on a baby's head. <laughs> Right, and it's like it's it's you know, it's gross out humor, but it's not like 
I kind of like Hugh Jackman more because he was willing to do that. Sure. And what I've heard is the people who are in it don't look like they want to be there. And that it's, like, gross is fine, but it's not particularly funny. And that I, I can't say, but what, what do you make of that? I mean, so the, the, the next bit is the, like, kid being homeschooled and his parents inflicting all of the, like, making sure to inflict all of the horrible experiences associated with public school on the kid. Right? So, like, the dad making the kid run sprints from one end of the driveway and back, and then just, like, randomly throwing it a dodgeball at his crotch. Right. And doubling him over in the middle of it. And, like, you know, going in and opening the shower while he's taking a shower and yelling, hey everybody, look at this kid's weird pubes. And then him being forced to have an awkward first kiss with his mom, and then an awkward first gay experience with his dad. And that was really good. Like, if that had just been... If that had been a Saturday Night Live sketch, it would have been the best Saturday Night Live sketch of the season. Right? And if it had been... You know, it would have been a very popular video on the internet if it had just been sitting there on its own. And, like, none of those people seemed like they didn't want to be there. You know, and they, and they, they, they were very disconnected. Like, I... Yeah, I don't know. And I'm interested to see it. I'll, I'll probably grab that once it's on video. I think the next... What's the next thing I was gonna see in the theater? Yeah. I I we no. uh, were debating. We thought, hey, we should go to the movies today. Uh, yesterday, and then looked, and there was nothing that either of us wanted to see. Yeah, I mean, it's January, so there it was until like a couple days ago. <laughs> what does that What does that mean? No January, January is the, the January is the thing. dumping ground where they everything that they don't expect to make any money. Like turned out shittier than we thought it was. Gets moved to January and February because it's not like the prestige season and it's not the summer blockbuster season. It's more of the illusionist season than the prestige season. Exactly. When's the prestige season? Do they call it the prestigeian? They call it the crustacean. For some that's reason, weird. I that have no idea. Any sense at all? But that's uh, you know, like November and December. When all the Oscar wannabes come out, but January and February are kind of a a desert as far as good movies go. Mm. I would like to get out and see some Oscar nominees. Oh, we watched what are Oscar nominees. Oh, uh, like movies that. No, I mean, what what does that mean in general? Oh, there's I, this I, award I... show called uh, the Academy Awards, and the statues they give away are called Oscars. And uh, there are nine movies that are nominated for Best Picture this year. We watched Life of Pi. Have you seen Life of Pi? No. That was pretty good. Yeah. It was pretty. Huh. And that uh, that read to like I, I saw that and I thought, eh, that's like Jonathan Livingston Seagull the movie. No, I mean it was mostly like dude hanging around with the tiger the movie. I don't know. Okay. It was definitely like a little magical realism going on there, but 
I didn't I didn't think it was dumb. Like the tiger doesn't talk or anything. He just acts like a tiger the whole time. So it's not like a Calvin and Hobbes situation. No, where it turns where they out go to, they go to tiger. space and it turns out the evil monster is a shark. <laughs> uh, no, yeah, that was good. That was worth seeing, and uh, Cloud Atlas as well. Was I didn't want to see Cloud Atlas until I read the book. Hmm. And I don't know that I'm ever going to read the book. I'd give it a shot. It was a really fast read. Surprisingly oh, yeah. so. Yeah, for being like. I thought it was going to be a vegetables kind of book. Like the. Like Veggie Tales? Like it has really yeah. uh, serious Christian undertones? Well, like a bit of a slog, you know. But it, it turned out to be kind of fast paced and groovy, and the movie was great. Is somebody like shucking Lego corn in the room with you? Uh, my dog is shredding paper, and I was letting him, but then it just got louder and louder. Huh, what, uh, is that a thing that's a good idea? To let your dog shred paper? Yeah. Can hurt him, you know. If he eats some well, paper. Well, no, I, okay, <laughs> here's, newsflash. <laughs> who gives a fuck whether your dog gets hurt by ruining your shit? I mean, I guess somebody who doesn't want their dog to get hurt. Right. But, like, my concern was not, you know, my concern was not the dog in your basement. My concern was the important papers on your shelf. Uh, see, if they were important papers, I would not be letting him chew on them. <laughs> sure. Here's my question, though. Uh, do you think the dog knows the difference between important papers and papers that it's okay to chew up? He does, because the important papers get removed from his mouth before he can chew them. Okay. Well, I guess you're in for a life of vigilance. How's the, how's the dog ownership treating you? It's fine. Yeah, that's it. That's all. There's no <laughs> cute anecdotes about your dog. What can I say? You know, I'm, I'm the least enthusiastic of my family about the dog. So I can't say, like, dude, it's fucking awesome having this dog. It's just great, man. Because it's, it's okay. So sometimes it's cool to be like watching a movie and having this thing kind of curled up next to you that, that you can pet. And sometimes it's fun to throw things and he goes and gets it, and that's cool. Oh yeah, does he know that trick? Yeah, I don't think you you don't really have to teach fetch. Yeah, sometimes you do. It depends on the dog. All right, so this dog is a, is sharp enough to. He's actually a fetcher. The, I think more fetcher. more often than not, what you have to teach them is like you have to let go of this. Right. For me to throw it again. That was kind of handy. Erin came out for Ollie's birthday, and while she was out here for three days, she taught him, like, she taught the dog, like, four commands. And one of them is out for if he has something in his mouth and you want him to drop it. And he actually does it. It's super cool. I don't know. I huh. feel like in a couple of more months, he'll be a little bit older, a little bit mellower. And it'll be a little bit warmer outside. And then I will like him a lot more. For now, he's he's like, he, he's alright. It's fine. How's, uh, how's Ollie doing on taking care of him? Uh, he feeds him and plays with him. He can't really uh, take him out to the movies or to the bathroom. Mm -hmm. 
Do you not have a yard that's sufficiently fenced that, like, that's letting him out instead of taking him out? Or... For now, I kind of want to know when he takes a dump. Because I want to okay. know that he's for sure not going to do it inside. It's been a couple of weeks since he's done any kind of bathrooming inside, but it's still, like, I want him to be in my sight when he does his business. How's he getting along with the cats? I also didn't want to say does his business at all, because I really hate that phrase, but I guess that's where you land when you have a dog. Doing his business. Doing his duty. To God and country. Who Who are you trying to not say takes a shit in front of? Like, right now. The dog... Well, no, I was looking for something that encompassed, like, going pee and poop. Mm. It's like, he's going to stay outside until he eliminates some kind of waste. Okay. Does his business. The business of being a dog. I guess I just think of a dog, like, it is weird to me. The idea that a dog would pee inside, I don't know. Like he picked it up. I feel like quickly. cats cats pee where they're not supposed to, but dogs, in my experience, only shit or puke. Right. Like because I mean, as long as you let the dog outside often enough, a dog's instinct is to just piss and piss and piss and piss when it encounters things that it hasn't seen lately. Right. Uh, so that's uh, like you don't need to make sure he's pissing, right? Yeah, yeah, dog shit. Exactly. Is, is he a, is, what size of a dog is he? Does he take big shits? No, he's like right now he's uh, maybe like a 25 pound dog. Maybe about knee high. <laughs> to, not to That's a grasshopper, good. but to me. I, uh, you know, like MC Frontalot is real fond of his dog. And when I think about, like, I am not so grossed out by the idea of of cleaning up shit that I would refuse to do it if it was, like, my kid or if, like, you know, some neighbor kid shat on my sidewalk. I wouldn't just leave it there rather than touch it. Uh-huh. But the idea of multiple times a day having to take a dog outside in a city and then pick up its shit and throw it in a trash can, mm. just, like, no amount of companionship from a dog is going to be worth that. I don't mind the, like, you put your hand in a trash bag and you grab the poop with your trash bag-covered hand and then you turn the bag inside out. Like, that's that's all right. Well, again, I don't... You know, it's not like I... It's not well, like to me, I, like, it's not even a thing that I would... Huh. Yeah. It's, the, it's that it's warm, you know? Mm. That's the... You can wait till it's no longer warm. That's what I'm not looking forward to. Is this like during the winter time? People, including us, sadly, get lax about picking up after the dog goes to the bathroom every time. So once there's the first thaw, just the entire city smells like dog shit for a day or two. Oh, good. Yeah, it's, but at least now we'll be part of the problem, so we won't feel as bad about it. I mean, my experience with having dogs was always, like, I mean, I guess we had the dog in Prescott, and it would just, I don't think Dad ever, like, cleaned up its shit. I mean, Prescott was rural enough that 
there were plenty of places you could go where a dog could shit and you didn't need to clean it up. Right? Yeah. Like, because in, in a big open environment, like a dog shits in the grass, that shit just becomes part of the earth. Yeah, I mean, you I see don't know. Simba, but most of my experience was growing up on the farm where, you know, dogs were out, A, they lived outside. Right. And, you know, they shit wherever they want. And then that you see patches of slightly greener grass, and that's how you know where a dog shat last month. Right. In the summer, the summer we're going to have a lawn that we want to have mowed, right? And the kids running around in the lawn and whatnot, so... I will probably try and pick up the shit every time it happens. Learning to be careful with uh, stepping in dog shit is a rite of passage, though. It's a rite of passage I plan to deny my child. Like wow. like many, many rites of passage. It sucks. I mean, what's going to happen when the, what's going to happen the first time your kid runs into dog shit on the street? Like he'll be in high school and he'll be like, "Hey, buddies, give me another beer," and they'll say, "No." We're not going to give you a beer because you're that kid whose shoes stink like dog shit. Mm. Didn't you ever learn not to step in dog shit? And he'll say, what? Not to what and what shit? <sighs> hey, you want to play some music and then uh, video game some questions? Sure, man. That was quick. All right. We'll be back in, uh, what, thir 13 minutes? 13 minutes. 13, yeah, during which I will watch 13 Ghosts, starring Tony Shalhoub and Matthew Lillard. Oh, Matthew Lillard. The classic. Alright. And we're back. Hey. How, how was your break? Oh, it was fine. I just read the forums. Yeah. That was all. That was all I did. Man, you know what's going to be better than my break is my after this show because during the show, my sweet ass girlfriend is going to get some sweet ass Indian food, which I'm going to shove into my sweet ass face hole. Oh, man. I love me some Indian food. God, me too. We just found a, an excellent buffet for Indian food and have to try to not go there every day that we're together for lunch. Which is, you know, like, two or three days a week still, but, yeah, I would, I would all the time be currying, and not, do you like go not and just favor. Meet, do you go meet her for lunch, or does she, does she not work every day? No, I, I said, like, two or, th two or three days out of the week, meaning we have a weekend, and sometimes we have a long weekend. Oh, I see, okay. Yeah. Uh, well, yeah, whenever anybody says the week, I just assume they mean Monday through Friday. Hmm. I don't know why. I've definitely gotten back on, like, a normal people sort of, like, I tend to not go into the office on Saturdays and Sundays unless there's a big deadline. That's good. Well, I don't know. Yesterday, I just spent the entire day just bored, which never happens to me. Huh. You didn't, uh, you didn't watch the big game? No, I don't have television. I would have had to like go to a bar or something to watch the big game. Oh yeah. And, I mean, there's a way to watch it on the internet or something. I think CBS was streaming it for some amount of money, but we just went mm. up to the in-laws' house. They have television, and mm. they had buffalo wings, and that huh. was just fine. I mean, that would have been pretty good. 
I'm so sad, man. Monsterland closed, and so we can't get good wings anymore. I mean, we could. We could go somewhere else that has good wings. Right. But Monsterland's wings were so good. The place that I like the wings the most is a place that I fucking just despise the atmosphere so much that I can't stand to be there, uh, which is Buffalo Wild Wings. Hmm. Like, it is just so aggressively televisions on every surface that, like, I, I don't know. Plus, it just seems like, in every case, every other person in the restaurant looks like an asshole. Yeah, that was my experience. And I thought the wings were only okay. Like, they're... Oh, really? They're good by default. If you don't have any other place to get the wings, then they're, they definitely have wings there, right? But... Huh, but those are, I mean, those are actually the, like... I don't know. I never, I never really ate the like just normal buffalo ones. I always got, I always got the parmesan garlic, yeah. which I just really liked. I mean, those those were until Monsterland my favorite wings. Mm. Um, wings are real hit and miss. Yeah, like the wings from Papa John's are not very good. The wings from Pizza Hut are not very good. The wings from Hooters are just about the most disgusting thing I've ever eaten. Mm-hmm. Casey Wiederman writes, Dear you guys, you too can make an item of the month chef staff. This is a kebab fork, plus 20 stat thing, plus G cruff points. Additionally, only while wielding as a chef staff, plus other whatever. Grant's long pork lasagna, plus 7,000% spell damage, just to keep it relevant. Uh, all you have to do is completely recode how items work so that this one item can exist in either form, depending on whether the player has the chef staff mitten or the chef staff skill. Just throw an extra query on every time anybody tries to do anything at any point in the game to check that state. Now, how's that for a design document? All right. You know, buddy. that would actually... So it would only need... It would only need to alter the item object when it was being described... And when you were trying to equip it, well, and when it was displaying it in inventory, right? But that's not the end of the like. We totally could do that. It would be it would be a few lines of code, but only a few. Like stuff like stuff that messes with the fundamental structure of things like that are things that I am reluctant to do. But when there is a good enough idea, it is worth doing because it's really not that big of a deal. You know the the way that the the way that the procedural generated sword works is it's like required editing some functions that had not been touched for seven or eight years, but it was fine. Hmm. It is it is fine. Now the problem is that that creates these exception cases that will make something else impossible in the future. Hmm. But whatever. Anyway, sweet design document, Casey Wiederman. Maybe you can put that thing in your game. We'll make a note of it. Whack writes, Go above, release the chef staff or shirt item of the month equipable by everyone, but with bonuses if you have the relevant skills. Bam. Yeah, I... Uh... Are you still edging closer to um, making torso awareness go away? Well, I don't know. Or just pondering? Yeah, I still... I, I don't... I'm not in a position where I want to make it go away, but I remain in a position where I wish that we had not done it yeah. that way. Because, um, like, that moon sign doesn't have a lot going for it otherwise, and it's, like, it's kind of neat that, like, Boris could train that skill to use shirts in run. Right. You know, and it's kind of neat that Jarlsberg will be able to do it, too. That was an oversight. I just wasn't paying attention during testing. Or I probably wouldn't have let them 
do that. But uh, anyway. Uh, Wax says, people in Bad Moon get piles of ashes instead of rewards from their pen pile and new item of the month thingy. Why not just make those things not usable in Bad Moon so users can collect the loot for later use? <clears throat> well, I think we probably elected not to do that because there were so many different kinds of things that came out of the pen pal kit that it would have required a whole bunch of different mechanisms for stopping things from being used in Bad Moon. Mm. Whereas primarily the way that we stop things from being used in Bad Moon is by prohibiting you from acquiring them while you're in Bad Mood because Bad Mood, while you're in a Bad Mood, because that's the only surefire way to not screw it up. Um, Please disallow items of the month to be activated through the chat interface. I typed slash use artist so I could go into the artist psychosis and I got confused about whether I wanted to activate my moping artistic goth kid. I don't. Eh. I think that if I just blanket disallowed items of the month to be used from chat interface, that that would suddenly make it so a lot of shit that people do would stop working and they would be grumpy. Right. Like, using chat commands, like, they are going to do exactly what you tell them to do, right? And the whole the documentation is like, use this shit at your own risk, because there are a lot of fucking items in this game, and if you shortcut the, the, the text string, you're going to get some false positives. And... You know, if you want a surefire way to not ever accidentally use a Mr. Store item, then whenever you want to use an item, go to your inventory and click the use link on the item that you want to use, and it will never, ever happen. Um, do you know any places that do good lasagna? I had some really great lasagna once, but nowhere I've gone since has ever managed to get it just right. The lasagna at uh, Oregano's is pretty good, so if you live in Phoenix, you can go to Oregano's and get lasagna. My wife makes a pretty mean lasagna. So if you're in my house, you should come to uh, my kitchen and get some lasagna. Give us some I can occasionally be convinced to make a lasagna. I would make a lasagna more. In fact, I should start making a lasagna more now that you can get those already cooked noodles in the dry goods section. Yeah, yeah, that that's a huge deal. That's pretty good. That's pretty good. Like, I don't, you know, I would still probably use those as if they were ten times as expensive as regular lasagna noodles, because pasta basically doesn't cost anything. Yeah, and it makes it far more likely that I would ever make a lasagna, I think. Yeah. It's, I often have a hard time, I feel like some of the grocery stores around here don't have ricotta. Right. Um, and I always have a really hard time estimating, like, how much of stuff goes into the volume of a lasagna. <laughs> and I always end up with way too many noodles and not nearly enough cheese and meat. Yeah, you pretty much need that, the, like, pint glass size thing of ricotta. Yeah, I think I always get, like, the smaller of the two sizes, and I should be getting two of them. Mm-hmm. I did a weird thing. I made a batch of chili on Friday, and then we ate all of it by Sunday. Wow. Yeah, that never happens. I always end up having to throw away a little bit of it that's in, still in the fridge a month later. <laughs> I guess hot stuff is here, and so there were three of us eating it instead of just one or two of us. Right. So that probably helped some. 
I put too many beans in it. I don't know if I put too many beans in it or if I I decided to use instead of uh, starting with a beer base, which I usually do, I just decided to use the liquid that was in the cans of beans. And that liquid is real hard to swallow. It gives it a it gives it a thickness, gives it a weird mouthfeel. Yeah, I don't know if I would like that because I'm not a huge fan of the way that the cans of beans smell before they're before they're drained. Oh yeah, yeah. I've never noticed that smell. Hmm. Uh, in the same vein as the hobo name generator, can you provide one for the Game Inform magazine? I really love how it generates an fact when you use it too. Wait, what? Oh, the one for the magazine. I see. No, that's too. It that that would get ruined if you could just generate an arbitrary number of them, because it's too long. Right. It's better. It's better if you see it sparingly. Uh, let's see. Avatar of Jarlsberg. He's a pirate and gets a free boat, so he doesn't have to visit the fucking shore five times. Hey. Everybody has to visit the fucking shore five times. Stupid. <laughs> Don't be mean. Dars says, why are all of Loathing's ancient wizards male? Couldn't Dresher be a sexy lady wizard? Well, that would be a little on the nose, wouldn't it? Um, and also, a wizard is a male. There aren't lady wizards, are there? Aren't there something else? Wizardess? Wizard... Wizardixes? Witch? Witch? I mean, I get the witch as a female wizard. Probably. A crone, sort of like a ma- a magic crone, because <laughs> a crone is just an old lady. Although I guess a wizard is sometimes just an old man. I think he has to be an old man who knows how to do stuff, though, right? No, oh, I don't know. I mean, wizard is like you're wise that you can be wizened without knowing magic. Hmm. Let's see what the dictionary says. One archaic, a wise man. Okay. Sure. So one skilled in magic or a very clever or skillful person. Mm-hmm. So like a sorcerer, a female sorcerer is a sorceress, right? Yes. Sure. All of the examples of wizard uh, are male. Well, not that's not necessarily true. Yeah, you know what rhymes with wizard? Vizard. <laughs> There was but, you know, a... something that rhymes with wizard is a Russian guy pronouncing wizard weird. Oh, wow, that's fascinating. What, is, what does the word wizard mean? I don't think... It, it means that that's not a word. I don't think. Well, Maybe it's a M-W word. M-W says it is. A mask for disguise or protection. A disguise or guise. So he was a uh, wizard with a visor or a wizard with a wizard? Yeah, how is it pronounced? I some you know, I really wish that I had been paying more attention in my linguistics class and actually internalized the international phonetic alphabet. Yeah, and that shit is useful for just pretty much for this, right? Yeah. But but I feel like it it is more clear, right? It is actually yeah. unambiguous. The I, the IPA is unambiguous about its pronunciation. Apparently, this is wizard or viz, and then a mit umlaut erd. Vizard is that is a with umlauts in this pronunciation guide. Ah, I don't remember what a with an umlaut oh, per- is. 
There's a link that says pronunciation symbols. A with umlaut is printed in too small a font for me to recognize. Perfect. Is O as in mop. So yeah, vizard. We learn things here. We learn things here on this radio show. Capum K says, I just want to be among the first to praise this month's item of the dot. Uh, to begin with, the fact I got the first day was perfect. Every misplaced word, spelling error, and vagary made the thing look 100% authentic. You know, if a game like this actually existed. Boy, I can't tell you how much I disagree with with riffs and a lot of the community's assessment that typos in this thing make it more authentic and that that's a good thing. <laughs> he did not deliberately put typos in it, but he did not correct the typos that occurred hmm. in it. And I just don't. I don't think that that's okay. You know, it, it's one of those things like your stupid inner quote capitalization thing that, like, I'm not going to fight you about it. Right. But I definitely think that it's wrong. And every time somebody reports it as a typo, I think, yep. <laughs> it certainly is. It was a typographical error in the, in the typewriter that God used to build Mr. Skullhead's brain. Mm-hmm. Uh, in the final area, I was told that I would need to get past several environmental traps, including pit traps under the paving stones, <laughs> duck underneath them. <laughs> uh -huh. Oh, boy. <laughs> that was pretty good. After raving the harrowing absence of traps, I found myself facing down dragon indigent native tribesman Pash Zorlurk, auditor of Lonely Shattered Cavern Cavern. Ah, oh, man, that Cavern Cavern thing is not supposed to happen. That, yeah, shit. So it's supposed to be Lonely Shattered Cavern, and the latter cavern is a thing that was that is meant to be stripped out of there, but at some point late in development, it stopped being stripped out. Anyway, uh, it was great, he says. Uh, in a related note, there's a question I asked on the forums, but I thought you might, you might be slightly more likely to see it if I asked it here. You said that making the loot tokens quest items was a necessary evil, because otherwise you'd be able to pull them and therefore pull a key, but you can already pull key lime pies, and they're also awesome food. This would only benefit people who haven't heard of key lime pies and people on challenge paths that don't allow them to eat. Uh, I actually think I addressed your question by posting in the thread that you uh, posted it in. Here's the thing about key lime pies. There is way better shit for you to eat than key lime pies. The fact that eating a key lime pie saves you more turns than the better food would give you and therefore it is always an optimal decision does not mean that it is not a decision. And so saying, well, people already do this, so they might as well be able to pull the keys. I don't want you to have the keys for a pull. I want you to have the keys for a pull and three fullness. So that is the cost of it. Um, this also, I skipped over, uh, I skipped over whack asking this, but it's also the, the, the frustration that people are going to experience when they start wanting to ascend into Jarlsberg, but also get the shit that's in the Dungeoneers Association vending machine because those loot tokens are quest items. I guess that it might be time to just make the you can't pull this designator on an item. Uh, because they're right that that is obnoxious. And, you know, it was fine when there was only ever stuff that cost one and there wasn't anything interesting for you to save up for over time, but it's super lame now. And that is, though I'm not stoked about creating yet another 
attribute of items that will potentially confuse somebody who doesn't know about Hanks. Uh, I also probably have to acknowledge that the overwhelming majority of the people playing this game now are not people playing through an Ascension for the first time who are going to be put off by being confused about what Hanks is. This is an elder game at this point. And we need to start touching it with elder tentacles. Uh, Rusty Knight says, just wondering, will there ever be an outfit that requires a shirt item? Isn't there? Hmm. I feel like we've shied away from that. Uh, I don't don't know what my password is. Mr. Skullhead, tell me what my password is. Just kidding, don't. Also, you don't know. I don't. Uh, Let's see. It just looks like typing. Let's see. Item ID, name, no, no. There is probably a way to get the information that I always get by just selecting something from a table and limiting it to one row to get a list of the fields, but I don't know the syntax to get my SQL to just describe the structure of a table. Hmm. So what is the outfit that an item is in called? It is called... Mm-hmm. Huh. Oh, right. You know what it is It is called? Is fucking set. I, I put a field in a MySQL table named set, uh, huh. which is very much a MySQL reserved keyword. And so it makes it so you have to put backticks in uh, every query that uses it. Let's see. So item ID, name from items where type equals shirt and set is not equal to zero. Yes, uh, the clockwork outfit has a shirt as a part of the outfit. I thought that there was one, um, but since you get that in the place where you also get the shirt skill, uh, not a big deal. Huh, now I think I fucked up and closed the forum thread. Well, I could say that, uh... So the answer to that question is there is a outfit that requires a shirt? Yes. I've still, like, occasionally I still think about that idea of having a shirt that grants torso awareness. And then am, again, punched in the face by remembering that there wouldn't be a way to equip it the first time. Yeah, I mean, it would just, like, that would just be a shirt that didn't require torso awareness to equip. Right. You know, which is, uh, like... So you'd be better off having, like, this is a gift box with a shirt in it. And when you push the use link on the gift box, it gives you the skill, and then you have the shirt. Right? Yeah, so that would only work once. Yeah, I mean, you only want it to work once. Yeah, I mean, I guess perming, you only have to perm uh, torso awareness once. It's, I'm just thinking goofy. for, like, if we want, if we wanted to hand out, like, when we did the anniversary shirt, it's like, this, we're going to give these to people who may not have ascended at all, and it would right. be rad if they could equip them anyway. But then we just decided, you know what, guys, ascend. That's what we're yeah, here can, for. You can do it. Vlad Slam Slap. I wonder if that's the same Vlad Slam Slap. I doubt it. Vlad Sheepshank. 
Uh, can you make actual reality goggles a free pull? Because I'm in hardcore and will be during most of Avatar of Jarlsberg, and now everybody's nor- names are normal and ugly, and I do not like it. Uh, we could we could consider that. Do they only do the underscore 420, or is there a capital X, small x, underscore? There's a whole, there's a whole set of things. Okay, because when I looked in there, it was only underscore 420, and like that by itself is an excellent joke, but I think we can go bigger. Yeah, I think I did that just to test it. Mm-hmm. Um, but then I added I don't remember what that word bucket is called man do we need C.D. Moyer to shower some interface love on the word bucket Yeah, spindler um, I did make it so you can alphabetize them <laughs> it's just pretty good um, and I, you know the reason so I added alphabetize and remove duplicates in the same b- blow because I wanted to remove duplicates, and I thought, oh, well, if I just put in a thing to alphabetize them, it will be really obvious when there's duplicates. But mm-hmm. then I was like, wait a minute, why don't I just put in a thing to remove duplicates? That's a power that I have. Uh, they is, says, yeah, asking for some stuff on for no pull. Lastly, protector specters and translated lonely constructs don't have unique factoids, and the brush fire event monsters have no factoids. Will that ever change or no? Um... Yeah, you know, I think there were things where... Oh, wait, you're saying they don't have unique factoids. Right, the Protector Spectres thing is weird because there are four monsters that are identical. And I I think I would like to just change that. Mm. I have I have the beginnings of an idea for, a, for a, a change to the way the Hidden City works because I really don't like anything about that now. <laughs> It's technically goofy. I don't like the way that it looks. Like, I had an idea for how I wanted it to work visually, and, and I did it, and I was like, ah, this doesn't make me happy. And then I just never did anything about it because it was in the middle of the NS13 prep. Yeah. Um, the Brushfire monsters don't have factoids, I think, because we thought that there weren't any in cameras, but if you're fighting them, that means that there are, and so they should have RNG he hate me says procedurally generated monsters should give thirteen PG factoids. Is this just a joke about PG thirteen and procedurally generated starting with P and G? I think so. That was a ways to go. I hope you are not winded. RNG he hate me. After how long you had to go to get that joke. WVO Quine writes, what's your favorite item that drops from the new item of the month dungeon? You know, my favorite one, before, I thought that this was what this item was actually called, but it turns out it was just Riff's placeholder title for it, which was Extra Red Potion. (laughs) Like, I really like the idea of a thing being described as, like, especially red. Because, I mean, to me, a guy without a very refined sense of, of colors... The idea, like something, is either red or it's not. Sure. You know, you can't be you can't be more or less pregnant. You can't be more or less perfect, like a union. You can't be more or less red. Like you can only be simply red. Either you're entitled to uh, to to tribal protection from the government, or you're not. Right. There's no like you can you can use. The medical services that we don't provide to Native Americans, but you can't use the roads that we don't maintain for Native Americans. <laughs> Why are we so mean to Native Americans, Mr. Skullhead? 
because it serves them right for being on our land before we got here. Man, the last time we the last time we went to the Indian restaurant, we were we were there eating our meal, and a Native American couple walked in, and I just turned to Emily and said, "Lol." Mm. Because I thought that was that's a funny situation, isn't it? I suppose. Or, or is this like when my when my ex wife autistic's brother, my ex wife's autistic brother, drops the box of toothpicks on the floor? No, I I agree with you that that was legitimately funny. Yeah, but, but come on, a, a Native American goes into an Indian restaurant. <laughs> and that is an inherently funny. It is. It is like if a priest and a rabbi walked into a bar, you would, like, that, it's just funny. Like, that is a funny thing to have happen. Sure. No, I, I agree with you. Okay. I think you're just worried about offending somebody. I'm not worried about offending anyone. I, I, I agree that it's funny. <laughs> uh, WVO is a quiet second question. Skeleton, ghost, ooze. Uh, skeleton plus ghost equals lich. Ghost plus ooze equals phantasm. Skeleton plus ooze equals zombie. Skeleton plus ooze plus ghost equals human. Discuss. Huh. I I I debate your skeleton plus ghost equals lich. That is not really how that works. Right. I think a lich can a lich can manifest however it wants, right? Because it is a unlike most undead is is self-aware hmm. um, and I think it's just whatever's left of you and whatever your magic whatever your necromantic magic can sustain or whatever your personal style dictates that you want to look like right, right. I mean I mean like the, the general form of a lich is just a dude right but like maybe it's a dude who lived so long that all of his skin fell off like, uh, death becomes her style. Hmm. Yeah, that was really gross. I never... The end of that movie was really gross. Yeah, it was great, though. I'm, I've never encountered a lich in anything except our game. So, I mean, I, it's a D&D &D thing, right? Mm hmm Is where you found it. So, I yeah. can't really say what, what a lich is like. It's, I mean, uh, so a lich is... is uh, it is derived from a, a German word "Leich," for which just means corpse, uh -huh. as I as I understand it. And it is the idea of a lich is that it is a necromancer who like has become immortal by becoming undead. And the thing about them in the like traditional D and D mythos is they keep their souls in a phylactery, and that that is. That is how you destroy them. That yeah. is the only way to kill them, is by destroying their phylactery. So it's got, you know, it's got some traditional precedent. I don't remember, like, what do Jews keep in a phylactery? Like little scrolls? Like little scraps of the Torah? I think that's what it is, yeah. Okay. Uh, and then the ghost plus ooze equals phantasm. Like, I don't think that phantasm... I don't think of a phantasm as being, like, a real thing. Like, like a defined thing, right? Because yeah. in, in the movie Phantasm, isn't it, like, the metal sphere? Or is that a thing that's being controlled by a phantasm? 
I don't think they even define what is and isn't a phantasm in the movie Phantasm. But I would think of that as a generic term, like apparition. Like a ghost, yeah, or or a specter. Yeah. Or a spirit. Like a Phil Spector. I mean, I guess when you when you are making up taxonomies of the undead, you can do whatever you want. Yeah. You know, like, in word realms, wraiths are a thing. You mean like wraith finds? Yeah, yeah. No, wraith thines. Wraith uh, al ghoul? Yeah. We put up wraith thines so everybody knows we're selling our wraiths. Uh, ooze. I don't know. Do you think of yourself as a combination of skeleton, ghost, and ooze? Some days. On days when I'm feeling exceptionally ninja turtley. Yes. Codrick says, I'm pleased to see more bacon creep in the game. Thanks for that. Also, wow, the Mr. Store items this year are pretty damn sweet so far. I'm always impressed with how you find ways to blaze new paths through this game. Both of you, what so music do you listen to while working? Right I listen down. to either Franz Liszt's uh, Hungarian Rhapsodies as performed by Balint Vazonil mm. or the Amelie soundtrack. Uh, or yesterday I bought um, there, a guy did piano arrangements of the some of uh, the songs off the Binding of Isaac soundtrack, Ooh. and those are pretty good. They're a lot prettier and, like, although I don't like, it, they're bothering me in that, in that I have not memorized them yet, hmm. the way that I have very much inadvertently committed to memory the structure and tempo and arrangement of all of the actual, like, of the original songs. But uh, it's pretty good. What about you? It's still uh, Communist Daughter for me. It's this band called Communist Daughter. It has one album out that is kind of great to listen to. And just about anything that I've heard enough times that I can let it fade is fine. But uh, like Communist Daughter soundtrack to the end works really well for unlocking the creatives. Jick, have you read Neil Stevenson, specifically Anathem? Riff would fucking love it. Uh, I have not read Anathem. It's uh, it's up next. I read... Um, what have I read by him? I read Snow Crash. I read The Diamond Age. I read a bunch of his... Uh, I read in the beginning there was the command line. I think I, I, think I read The Big U, but I, I couldn't guarantee that. I read Cryptonomicon... And recently, just like last year, I read... At the end of last year, I read uh, Reem D. I really like him. I just don't... I don't know that I have the uh, the wherewithal to read the Baroque cycle. It's, there's a lot of it. Uh, Scully, are you sad that Mr. Scullet is easily nicknameable to Scully, but Jick always gets called Jick? I like having a nickname. I never had one that I liked before. Mm. It's good stuff. I, I think that you have a responsibility if you are playing a game where somebody is going to have to type your name to have a easy-to-type name. Yeah. That, that fits yours because yours is comprehensible. Uh, you, know who, you know who is not okay with Jesus in this regard is Elfrian. Yeah. And as Lyenia was not either, to a large extent. Although they were pretty easily shortenable, though. Ah, uh, Yeah. Yeah, uh, Scully, have you considered writing a really scary, not funny at all, seriously horror-style zone for Halloween, or really, like, for any other reason? I don't think so. As much horror as I'm consuming right now, I don't have any desire to 
pop any out. Like mm. I don't I don't know what angle I would take to write a horror thing. You don't think you could just sit down and write something? I mean, well, I don't know. That would be an interesting experiment, maybe. Just like, let I mean, me try know. and write something that's really genuinely gonna... scary. I don't know that... Like, the creepiest thing I've read on the internet was one of those creepypasta things that was going around. That was just, like, a child is upstairs playing, hears mom call her name, so she runs downstairs. On the way down the stairs, an arm reaches out from the closet and grabs her and pulls her in. And it's her mother, and she says, don't go in there, I heard it too. Oh, you didn't write that? No. <laughs> so, oh. but that's like an unattributed thing that just gets passed around, right? Oh, I had no idea that that wasn't an original. I was all proud of you. Oh, well, you shouldn't be. You should never be. Ever, I mean, a lot, of, a lot of people thought that you wrote that, and were really impressed by it. Oh, that makes me feel a little bad. Like, I thought it was pretty well-known among internet mm. circles. Like, I, I don't know if somebody... I've never seen it attributed, hmm. so I don't know if. Oh well, I never mind. I thought you were good at writing scary stuff because of that, but no. You know, you should talk to Riff. Riff should write a horror novel. I'm good at reading scary stuff. Yeah. <laughs> uh, do you like scary stories, Sydney? <laughs> to tell in the dark. Do you like sideways stories from Wayside School, Sydney? Would you like me to show you where the sidewalk ends, Sydney? <laughs> um, Jick, why can't I learn a crapo bapo skill in the game? That should be a thing. Maybe save it for Avatar of Sneaky Pete. I don't think Mr. Scullid would let me write a thing that was about punching somebody in the dick. Like, in well, order for there to be a crapo bapo skill, it would have to say you procedurally generated content with your left hand and then punch the monster in the dick. And right. I don't think that I would put something in the game that said that you punched them in the dick. Right. Should I? Should we go out on Punch Them in the Dick? I have that. I don't know what that is. It's a song called okay. Punch Them in the Dick. Is there a song called Smellio Dick? Yep, that was the first song to feature an iPhone. As a, as the first video for a hip-hop song to feature an iPhone was for Smell Yo Dick. Oh, good. Scully, how did you, or will you, if you haven't yet, explain to your kids what you do for a living? I imagine it went a lot like the State Farm ad where the little girl tells Aaron Rodgers that he doesn't have a real job. Who is Aaron Rodgers? What is State Farm? When did you have more than one kid? Yeah, this is raising way more questions than I can answer. No, I, I haven't told him what I do for a living yet because he doesn't really get the concept of work. Although he does know that, like, Mama goes to the school to work and Papa works at home on the computer. So we've got that far. Okay. But, uh, well, I was thinking about showing the game to my son, but now that the level 9 quest exists, of course I can't. Mm -hmm. Ever. Uh, ever. Yeah. Both of you, Jake mentioned in a podcast that you once spent a year writing hilarious emails back and forth to one another. Would you mind reading some examples on the air? We Didn't we fish some of that out for the documentary? I don't know that they ended up using any of it. I don't know if you did. I never saw any of it, if you did. but And oh. I know that you have some, and I would love to see those. I'm, I'm pretty sure, sure I have all of them. Sad. Like, I I have, uh, I was pretty good about saving all of my correspondence, like, from since, like, 93, when I first got an email address. Right. Um, 
they're in all wildly variant formats, you know, because for a while it was like, oh, I was just like saving these to individual text files from the Unix command line mail client, which was all I knew how to use, and then exports from Pine, and then just like a bunch of like Eudora mailboxes. Uh, Jick, do you have a hilarious script for procedurally generating items of the month? You know, just to see what if. Huh. No. No. That'd be pretty funny, though. Just write down what every item of the month does in a word bucket, and then just, it is a, and then pick a type of item that, you know, and list of things. Anyway, uh, have you guys ever watched The Lost Skeleton of Cadavra and or The Lost Skeleton Returns Again, says Mark the Malicious. No, is that that's one of those things that's like a deliberately made B-movie. Uh, made in the style of like a 50s horror movie. I, I haven't, I would be open to it. I, w- I just would not really be interested in that. I feel like it's, it's hard to make a cult movie object on purpose which is pretty much what they were trying to do and making an occult object on purpose is very easy as long as you've got a sufficient and reliable supply of goat's blood yeah and if you have enough ouija boards to spell out eat a bag of dicks uh i'm also really happy to see the vending machine no wait the dog delusion says hey guys the new item of the month is sweet the procedurally generated walkthrough made me laugh out loud lul, and i'm really pleased with the overall feel of the dungeon and the encounters and just everything bravo uh i'm also really happy to see that the vending machine and the dungeon and ears association got so- shown some love with the new items more stuff to do and long stretches of after break equals win do you think one day you'll add more stuff to the bounty hunter hunter new bounties and new rewards should i keep getting lucre every day even though i just got the last item yesterday i would not bother i don't think hmm. um we might make Odor extractors, tradable. We might make it so you get two of them for one. We might make certainly more bounties. That That's a thing that hasn't been looked at in a really long time. And it's not super hard to add bounties, I don't think. I'd have to... There's largely one script with some arrays in it and one copy and pasted conditional that has to have some numbers changed in it on an item drop uh, Kirby says as a big fan of Mad Libs and the Kmart knockoff brand Rad Libs I enjoy the increasing use of procedurally generated writing and adventuring in the game so taking this to its logical conclusion how long before the entire asymmetric team is replaced by robots I for one am looking forward to the annual procedurally generated Crimbo rant by Mr. Shell Program Head uh, let's see. Other dumb questions. I've actually made a few KOL friends because of the lunch break skill of mentioning random players' names. Having Ronald McDonald steal my lunch was quite the horror. Ah, oh, fuck. Our contact from the place where we get our glasses is playing KOL? Huh. Uh, any chance for a game-informed tweak where, say, the boss's name is taken from a random KOL player? I want the cast. I want the chance to cast a tuned mortar shell to rain strippers down on Casey Wiederman. Uh, would you consider using KOL account names as monsters in future procedurally generated adventure? I don't know. Then would using a roof... You'd literally be able to rape other players. Literally. If you used a roofie on them. Hmm. So, yes. That is something, like, we grabbed that for a Crimbo a while back. Uh, yeah, when you were and fighting we the... When you were fighting the Crimbomination. And that is a cool thing to be able to do. 
Yeah. To give the it's impression that, that, that everybody's... Like, one of the few ways we can give the impression that everybody's in this world together. Yeah. Blister Guy says, We have a familiar that increases combat rate the way Muscular Moose does, the Hound Dog, but we don't have one that decreases the combat rate in the way the Smooth Movements does. Do you think this will be too powerful, or just a tool you haven't used yet? Uh, no. I mean, especially now, it wouldn't be too powerful, but what you had instead of the Hound Dog was the Ballroom Song. Um, there was the same number of sources, and I think there still is the same number of sources of plus and minus non-combat. Um, except for the one that works underwater. Um, let's see. Uh, David LP says, uh, huh, that he got a Think Geek t-shirt grab bag and was super excited because he didn't expect to have any shirts to wear for a while, but when he tried to open it, he couldn't because he already had the shirt in Hanks. Was this intentional? Uh, yeah, that's just a, a feature of the fact that it's randomly generated and persistent is that you can only have one of them. Sorry. Uh, let's see. Zixofage, Zixofage says of the item of the month. Not a question. Silly name, awesome item of the month. Scaling monsters are nice. Some of the new food booze is great and a few uh, free eye drop antidote on day one is not to be sniffed at. Uh, turtle tamer problems. I can't uh, wear turtle shells on their backs. I'm guessing that you will be excited about something that I will someday do. Someday. Uh, asking for a familiar that eats quest items? Absolutely not. Dear Jick at Scully, why is the Combine scene fit to suppress our reproductive cycle? Uh, sincerely a concerned citizen, writes Captain Joel. Um, I guess that's a joke about Half-Life 2? Say what? Yeah. Uh, I Eat Food says, if someone from Zynga or whoever flew out to Arizona and said they wanted to buy just the rights to sell KOL merchandise, would you sell that outright? The reason I ask is so many of the things I loved are now showing up a damn Hot Topic and Spencer's Gifts, and it makes me die a little inside. Having more money roll into the game would be awesome, but I would literally stab my dick if damn hipsters and emo kids got a hold of our beloved game wearing shirts and only because the stick figure is holding a martini. I would hope you would tell them to bite your shiny metal ass, but could a price be put on that? Not the biting of the asses, but the rights. You know what? I would fucking love it if somebody else handled the merchandise for us. Like, I give absolutely zero shits about selling t-shirts. I do it because people demanded it. We barely make any money off of it, and it is just... It requires a bunch of effort that I just don't want to exert, and I also don't want to supervise. So... Zynga doesn't do that, and I don't think that there are any companies that do that that I despise enough that I would be unwilling to to do it. I would feel a little weird, I guess, about... Like, because somebody suggested, like, why don't we just have Topatico do the merchandising for us? And that is super tempting. Right. But the problem is that it makes the shirts way more expensive for the players. Hmm. But they are fucking crazy cheap now. Like, the reason... They, they are cheap, and the reason that nobody else sells t-shirts on the internet for this little money is that other people on the internet who sell t-shirts are trying to earn money by selling t-shirts. Right. And I, I, am, I am so disgusted by retail just as a construct that I refuse to participate in it according to the rules that lead to, like every stage introducing a 100% markup. 
yeah. on things. Like, I'm just, I just don't want to do that. I'm not interested in it. So, I mean, it's weird. Like, I don't understand. Uh, you know, I guess I do understand it because I've seen it for my entire life. Somebody being upset because the thing that they like is popular. Right. I... I would not feel like anything had been lost if you could buy a sword and martini guy shirt at Hot Topic. You know? Because we're not the kind of people who are going to feel that way, though. Yeah. It's hard to understand, but I, I mean, you see it. We already have people who, like, when we're at Comic-Con, come to our booth and buy t-shirts who don't know anything about our game. And, like... I think that's fine. I wouldn't call them, like, fake KOL fans or anything. They're, if you see a t-shirt with a design you like on it, I don't think you need to understand everything that's related to it forever, yeah. you know? I mean, one of my favorite t-shirts is the, is the Gambier, Ohio t-shirt uh, that we got from an Advice Hot Dog listener. And I don't... I've never been to Gambier, Ohio, and mm. I don't know anything about the Amish... I just like, I like the shirt, no. and it was a gift. You know, it's not, it's not like, I would feel a little douchey if I went to a thrift store. I was like, oh, check it out. This shirt has a, has a silhouette of a horse and buggy on it, and it says Gambier, Ohio. I'm totally buying this and wearing it. You know, I would feel like that was maybe a little bit <laughs> beneath. It, it, that is that is a thing that a 17 year old me would do. Right. Right, and I'm I'm not a 17 year old me anymore. But you know what I am is a guy who likes a handsome yellow shirt that was a gift from sure a fan. Not. And I don't, you know, I mean, maybe some Amish person would see me and say, "Oh man, I can't believe it, man! Horse and buggies used to mean something, and now that asshole he's, he doesn't even lift, and he's wearing that shirt. <laughs> I bet he got it at Hot Topic. Lip Barnes. He doesn't even raise, bro. Do you even raise? <laughs> that's what they that's what they say." Yojimbo's Law says Modulo is a preposition, but the sword behind inappropriate prepositions doesn't seem to realize this. Would it be possible to add it? And then WVO Quine suggests betwixt, unto, qua, versus, amidst, pace, plus, minus, times. Okay, the reason that those things are not in there is because and I could change this, but what the sword behind inappropriate prepositions does is it makes a list. It has a single list of prepositions, and then it replaces all of the members it replaces all of the words in that list with another word from that list. And if I were to add modulo to it, then you would see modulo all over the place, right? Like one fifteenth of prepositions would be replaced by modulo. And replacing behind and before is 100% different than replacing behind and modulo. Right. right, like because it becomes a sentence that is about math, as opposed to a sentence with a weird, a weird structure that might accidentally have meaning fall out of it. So I, it only uses general purpose prepositions that everyone recognizes as a preposition, and it makes sentences that seem weird rather than sentences that seem like nonsense. Which is what would happen if you started putting qua. Right. In instead of before, because that's not a word anybody uses. Um, 
Anyway, that's why. Florin says, it seems to me there's been an uptick in procedurally generated content in KOL in the last few years. I know Jick likes that stuff, but is the uptick due more to a conscious decision to implement it more often or just having more tools to do it at hand? Having more tools, I mean, writing writing the Mad Libber for the pen pal letters was kind of a watershed in our ability to easily do stuff like that. Uh, Atromus asked if the traveling trader is ever going to return. Sure, why not? Everybody's asking other stuff. Uh, same stuff is being asked. Um, Ruby Eyes, I looked and you have never submitted a bug report about the thing that you say that you've submitted a bug report about. Please do so. Tell me what clan, what dungeon, what player, and I can investigate it. Um, looking at the clan that you're currently in, couldn't see it. And I see that there's people talking about that. Oh, Jamelia's already talking to Ruby Eyes about that. Well, never mind. Uh, Rusty Knight says, if you could only listen to one song stuck on repeat on any given day, what would it be? Last time I... I've done that twice. One of them was with the Butthole Surfer's Pepper, and one of them was with Imogen Heaps' Hide and Seek. <laughs> uh, one of them was like 15 years ago, and one of them was about two weeks ago. I had, uh, for a while, I needed to hear the Nationals' Blood Buzz Ohio at least four or five times a day, and usually twice in succession. And that, that happens occasionally. The first aid kits Emilu was one. That, that happened with and recently uh lissy did a cover of nick cave's the ship song that was incredible and i needed to hear it over and over and over and over and the weird thing is after that i still like those songs like i don't burn them out i just oh, get, yeah. get rid of that compulsion to have to listen to it again yeah i don't ever burn out on songs that i listen to a million times on purpose right mm. it's not it is not everybody hurts or november rain or I would do anything for love where I'm sick of the song because although, you know, uh, that Evanescence song that is the like, if you if you ask somebody, hey, what song is in the dictionary next to Overplayed? A lot of people would probably say that Evanescence song because I feel like that's the last time that happened before everyone stopped paying attention to the radio forever. I still like that song a lot. Bring me to life? Yeah. Wait, can we, yo, you know, it's you it's know, a song. Catchy. It's got a thing, sure. It's got it's got it's got a good hook. I mean, like it's a good song. Yeah, yeah. It's not it's not like earth shattering. It's not going to teach you how to live and love and laugh. But you know, it's. I do enjoy making fun of that guy's voice, though. Yeah, yeah it's you know, pretty innocuous as things like that go. I do like. Uh, I like me a male and female duet on a song, like uh, like the way that song's built. So how about like a uh, Fred Durst and Kesha? Oh, that would be. Uh, I don't know. Okay, sorry. Fred Durst transcend. and Fred Pressure. That might. Okay, Fred, that might transcend. Fred Durst and yeah. Sarah Vowell. <laughs> Sarah Vowell and Ira right. Glass. I heard a garage door open, which means that a bunch of Indian food is now waiting for me on my table. Yeah, we totally it, went over time, man. We're, we're chatting it up. We are over time. So we'll see you guys next week. Good night, everyone. Good night.